To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. If anyone knows the joy of rescuing animals, it's me. Just ask my rescues, who are all very important members of my family. Your life can also be forever changed by adopting a shelter pet. And it's not just about happiness your pet gets from finding a loving home, but that which you'll get from bringing them into your life. The heroes at American Humane have been helping animals for more than 140 years, whether it's rescuing animals caught in disasters, ensuring the safety of animal stars on screen, or protecting our planet's endangered species. They go above and beyond to further their mission and make the world a kinder place for animals. Please consider adopting a shelter pet and support American Humane. You can learn more at AmericanHumane.org. Brought to you by American Humane. You're listening to the new 1017 The Truth, founded in partnership with Associated Bank. Your money works here. 1017 FM, 1510 AM, WGKB Waukesha, and W269DL Milwaukee. Locally owned Good Karma Brand Station. Bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of judgment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits but a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. So, here's the deal. I've been kicking around a few things and trying to figure out 
whenever I try to come up with one thing, <clears throat> I got to come up with two. I think that's a, I, I think that's a, a disease or something, right? OCD or something, or I don't know. I, I can't do anything just like one. I got to do two, right? When I was growing up, if you did something with your right hand, I had to do it with my left. Is that weird? I think it is. But I, I freely admit I'm kind of a weird guy. So, I mean, it just is what it is. But one of the things I want to look at, oh, before I forget, I have guests today from Prince Hall Masons are going to be on my show from Blazing Star Lodge number four. And we're going to talk about an event coming up and uh, what what being a Freemason is and what it is. And, you know, people scream, oh, my God, it's this and it's that and it's this. And, and so we'll talk about that a little bit. We have a short show today. We're only in for an hour because uh, we've got basketball today. So just so you know. Award-winning 1017 The Truth is home of Milwaukee Panthers basketball today. Coverage begins at 5. The Panthers are in Ohio to take on Youngstown State Penguins. So coverage at 5, tip-off at 5.30, so I'll only be here till about 5, 4.56. So just so you know, you'll hang in there. We've got guests coming. It'll, I think it'll be a great conversation. Uh, we'll have them for about a half hour, and then I'll do my top five at 4, and then we'll go from there. All right. But I was wondering about some things that came to light. <laughs> um, when we hear things and people hear stuff and they get upset, um, we have to remember I can respect what you feel. I can respect what you say, <clears throat> but that doesn't necessarily mean that, well, somebody's going to get upset, but I don't prescribe to it. I don't prescribe to what you're saying. I can respect the fact that you believe something, think something, uh, believe it, I just don't prescribe to it. And so when I don't prescribe to it, I'm not going to endorse it. I'm not going to, you know, go along with it. I'm not going to be like, oh, that's great, when I don't think it's great. And I don't think you should take it negatively, but most people do. Oh, you don't believe me? No, that's not the point. Right? I can respect it, just not prescribe to it. Like, I don't sign on to that particular thing. And so many times people get upset when you don't agree with them, when in fact it's kind of simple. Actually, it's very simple. You're being judgmental. You'll accuse me of something that something I'm doing is wrong, when in fact the fact that you're accusing me of it without knowing is wrong. People are different. People believe different things. I can disagree with you 110%. What I can't do is prescribe to what you believe. 
I can respect it. I I think some people believe that there is no God. And I'm okay with that. I can respect that. I don't prescribe to it. But don't think that because I don't prescribe to it or agree with you that I don't like you. I'm making you out to be something because I'm not. I'm really not. And many times, especially in younger generations, they take everything personally. Like you're saying something or if you disagree with them, you're dismissing them. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I just don't agree with what you're saying. Well, it's logical and it makes sense, so you should agree. No. I respect it. I just don't prescribe to it. I don't follow that particular path. And guess what? It's perfectly okay. But when we become judgmental about it, that's the problem I have. That's the issue I have. But then it seeps into other parts of our lives. It seeps into the parts where we have to do things. And so I'm, I'm watching a generation of folks dream about a lot of stuff. And that's about it. Oh, I want to do so-and-so. And I go ask questions like, well, so, so what are you doing to do that? And there's never a, well, you know, I'm waiting for, but what are you waiting for? Like, where's the writing? Where's the outline? Where's the plan? Nothing. Well, I'm waiting for, okay, but what are you doing to actually do it? Well, I think I want it to be, oh, so now you're just dreaming. And dreaming is good. I've often heard that during your day, you should take some time out and literally daydream. That you should take time and think of those things that are not as if they are. The money, what are you going to do when you make $100,000? What type of life are you going to live? What kind of car are you going to drive? Hopefully paid for and used. Like, what, what are you going to do, right, in order to win? Well, you got to plan it. But you got to stop dreaming about it. You got to stop hoping, oh, it'll come. Like, when I hear the word, <clears throat> I want to be an influencer. That's like idiocy to my ears. You know why? Influencing what? I, I, I want to be an influencer and people follow me. Okay, people follow you, but are you able to translate that into tangible people doing what you ask them to do? Otherwise, that's all you are as an influencer. Well, big deal. I got a million followers. So what? When you ask them to do something, how many follow and do it? That's influence every time. So if you got a million people and about, I don't know, 800,000 of them, when you say, I want everybody to go outside and jump up and down and they do it, that's influence. Having people follow you is not influence. Having people like is not influence. I think they should get rid of it. Why? Because we're just dreaming. And when you dream, that's all it is. It's in your head. Right? They say the cemetery is full of two kinds of people, heroes and fools. But there's another kind. The cemetery holds 
all the unfulfilled dreams that people wanted to do never did because they were scared. Scared of failure, scared of losing, scared of being told no. And so we create these, well, you know, losing, you know, you don't lose, you learn. Well, that's cute, but you actually lose. Embrace it, move forward. But if you got to reinvent and change everything in order for you to deal with it, you're fooling yourself and you're lying to yourself. In the end, if you're going to dream, you have to take everything that comes with it. If you're going to dream, all the positive, all the negative, all the good, and all the bad has to be done, embraced, and lived with. What exactly am I trying to say? Bottom line, if you're going to dream, there's only one thing you have to do in order to fulfill it. If you're going to dream, you got to own it. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. The award-winning 1017 The Truth proudly celebrates black excellence and the most monumental moments in our history. Tune in all month long as we celebrate black history. 1017 The Truth's celebration of Black History Month is sponsored by Tayback Law, Educators Credit Union, Freighter, and the Medical College of Wisconsin, and American Family Insurance. 833-212-1017 is the number. I have two guests in the studio. Um, I was going to say one of which, but both of which have been the bane of my existence. They just steadily harass me and bother me. And see, they laughing at me. See, so uh, uh, I would like to say welcome to Al Smith, whom I've known for almost 30 years. Yeah, almost 30. Wow. And Deontay Key. Hello. Both members. That's it. Wow, you talk all this. You You talk all this stuff, and then I get you on the air, and first thing is it. Hello, wow, (laughs) wow, I got you now. Yeah, you do. I got you now. He's at my disposal. (laughs) So we're here to talk about Prince Hall Mason. So we we everybody's heard about Masons, and we've heard all the folklore. And all the scary stuff and the disappearing stuff and all kind of craziness. But what exactly, and who, who am I talking to? I'll defer to Al. Nah, I'm going to talk to Deontay <laughs> for that reason, see? What, what exactly are Freemasons? 
Freemasons are is a fraternity organization. Okay. Uh, we work to improve our community, our society. We strive to make ourselves as well as the members of our order uh, better men. Okay. So. Okay. And so, why did you join? For me, I joined because I had a I knew a Freemason, um, and he played such a big factor in my life that uh, I wanted to be a part of an organization that would give me those same values and. Uh, have me contribute to my to my environment and community the way that he did his. So, so, so what did they make you do? Did you get blindfolded? <laughs> <laughs> so, Albert Smith, you yes, you are also a member of uh, Prince Hall Masons, correct? Yes, sir. What what is the what is the history of Masonry? Like, where did all that even come from? The term I've always heard is masonry has been around since time immemorial. Okay. So no one knows exactly when it started, um, but it started many, 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 many hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And um, Prince Hall Masonry started, you know, in the early 1700s with by the guy's name who were named after Prince Hall, who was a minister and and teacher back in um, Boston. Okay. And so from then, um, I'm, from, from what I remember from <clears throat> history, um, he got made a Mason uh, during, the, during the, the Civil War, really. Right. And, right. And from there, started to build a lodge and started the first lodge, number 459, in Boston, Massachusetts, and kind of went from there. And I know sometime in there, people talk about the difference between black and white Masons, but there's really no difference, is there? Uh, no. Yeah. So uh, for me, uh, there is no difference, like you said, uh, for black and white Masons. We have a lot of the same rituals, same values. Mm -hmm. uh, and in a lot of cases, we work together for uh, very similar uh, projects and initiatives. Uh, so we do work together quite often. Okay, so I want to join. How do I do that? Ask one to be one. There you okay. go. It's that simple. And so all you have to do is like if you see somebody with a ring or a hat or something like that, you can just go in and ask and go from there. Yeah. Y'all too secret. <laughs> I always tell people that, you know, that's more of a myth as far as I'm concerned uh -huh. about masonry. Okay. Um, because if you really think about it, any of these old shows that you watch on television – Yo, the first thing you see is a sign of the city and then <laughs> right. all these different right. things that are exist in that city. And one of those is a Masonic Lodge. And so, you know, anything that's secretive is not something that they're going to publicize and, and advertise that they're there. You know, it's an organization like any other fraternal organization that has secrets. Right. Um, and, you know, realistically, those secrets are no more than a certain knock to get in the door or a certain handshake that one may give another one to acknowledge that they're a member or a certain password. But outside mm -hmm. of that, there is nothing secretive about masonry. You know, uh, we're actively engaged in the community. We do tons of different, you know, events. We work the election polls here in the city, um, you know, helping people with that aspect of things. Um, you know, we give away many different types of you know, you know, Thanksgiving baskets, all types of things that were actively engaged and in the public and, and around the community. So it's nothing secretive about us. It's just, 
you know, a myth that people have. And, you know, there may be certain things that they may want to know. But, you know, unless you're a member, there really isn't anything you really need to know other than, you know, it's a group of fraternal guys to get together and, and do things for the community. And so they have they have lodges, right? So there are how many lodges in Wisconsin? 10, 11, 11, 527, you know. Huh. So so they have they have 11 lodges they're spread throughout the state. What exactly do they do? Um so all the lodges mm-hmm. we contribute to our society, our community in ways of uh charitable events. Mm-hmm. Uh just for example, I want to say uh Upcoming this month, there's a a blood drive that I know one of the lodges is supporting. So they do uh, a number of things. Our lodge in particular, we do adopt a site. Uh, So the upcoming uh, voting on February the 20th, we have our adopt a site. So we'll be there contributing, making sure that people can get out and cast their vote. And so you actually run a voting location and take care of all the polls and the that is correct. Signing people up and all that stuff. Yes, we do. What other what other things do lodges do? Um, lodges they they do pretty much everything that anyone else does. That any other nonprofit organization. Correct. Or, correct. And so when you when you say fraternity, what what does that mean to you? For me, a fraternity is um, an order, and it helps to give you a, a standard and a value as well as uh, teach you things that you may not have known or mm-hmm. may need to know. So that is. And so are there, is there anything I would need to be like, what are the qualifications to be a Mason? Uh, the qualifications to be a Mason is to be uh, a free man born and. Uh, of a lawful age. Of lawful age and in good standing. Mm-hmm. And so do I need recommendations or do I or can I just walk up and you, know, you just, will you know, just initiate me, right? I could just walk in and uh, we were there it's not that easy. I mean we do we <laughs> okay. definitely have to okay. we check and validate uh right. anybody who wants to be part of our lodge. So not anybody can just be in a lodge, right? Not no, not it not okay. just anybody. I mean you you have to be an upstanding person. You, you have, have to be an upstanding person, okay. you have to uh have a sense of faith. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, be of of good moral standard. Okay. And so y'all, so that means y'all be checking people. Then y'all y'all kind of check people and make sure they're, you know, they are who they say they are. I would say. definitely. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, when you really think about Masons, and you asked him the question about why he became a Mason, yeah. how he became a Mason. I was going to ask you next. Uh, you know, the answer <laughs> for me is simple: is that one, I have a grandfather; he was a Mason. And um, never really knew what he did when mm-hmm. he went to lodge meetings or any of that stuff. But, you know, the way him and the members that he associated with that were members of his lodge carried themselves was in a way that it was something that I wanted to emulate. Okay. And I was very curious as to, you know, what they do that makes them the type of people that they are in the community. My grandfather was really active in the church. He was a deacon in his church, and mm-hmm. he was at church every Sunday. He helped with, you know, food pantry and other things that he did that he did within the community um, that made him, you know, 
a standout among people, you know, in, in his circle that, you know, I admired and, and looked at and said, hey, you know, there's something good about him. The other aspect of it is that once I was old enough to start researching and start learning the history of it, you know, the history of it in itself intrigued me to want to know more, you know, and, and why is this one of the oldest black fraternities, you know, in terms of Prince Hall that exists? And, you know, I know a number of men that are of status in the community in various circles that are all Masons, you know, that were all people that I would consider, you know, mentors or people that I looked up to that, mm-hmm. you know, made me even more curious as to who they are and what they're about. So, you know, the real, only way to really get an understanding mm-hmm. of it is to become one. Okay. And, you know, once I became one, I was even more in, intrigued because of the history and the knowledge and all the things that you learned about life and, and how to improve yourself and how to go out and be an active part of our community to do those things. And most Masons that you may know, you may not know they're Masons, but, you know, you see them in leadership within, you know, politics and government and all walks of life. You know, there's men that are Masons that mm-hmm. are doing things and contributing to society, which is some of the principles and tenets that we're taught as Masons and what we're supposed to do. Deontay Key and Al Smith from Blazing Star Lodge Number 4. When we come back, you have an event coming up in a couple weeks that, that we, we do. don't talk about. And um, I got some more questions because I'm intrigued. Oh, let me also say I'm a member of Blazing Star Lodge Number 4. So if anybody says, why you got them on, that's why. So if you got any problem with it, see Al Smith. <laughs> You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon, Traffic, Sports, and Weather up next. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Hey, Truth Nation, keep it locked because every day this week we're giving away tickets to see an exclusive screening of Bob Marley, One Love at City of Milwaukee's Direct Connect MKE Movie Meetup. Listen to 101.7 The Truth for your chance to win. Download the Truth app and you'll have other chances to win these tickets. And you'll get an exclusive movie meetup plus a meet and greet with who? Little me. So, once again, listen and download every day this week for your chance to win tickets to an exclusive showing of Bob Marley One Love. Make connections and explore career opportunities by visiting directconnectmke.com. So, we're in talking to Deontay Key and Al Smith of Blazing Star Lodge Number 4. You have an event coming up because, from what I understand, the Prince Hall Masons in Wisconsin are like hitting their 100 years here in Wisconsin. That is correct. So what's what's all that about? So what this is about is uh, for 100 years, Prince Hall Masonry has been in Wisconsin, uh, 1924 to be exact, uh, making this year our 100th anniversary. And we'll be celebrating that uh, this month. And so... With that, there's going to be a celebration on the 25th of February. That's correct. Can you tell us about it? Uh, it is a 
gala that we are doing over at uh, the Renaissance Milwaukee West Hotel. Okay. And if I want to get tickets, where do I go? They can. You can go out to Eventbrite, and you will look for uh, Blazing Stars 100th Anniversary Tickets. And then I could just buy a ticket and go from there. Yes, you can. Y'all, y'all not going to just feed me if I show up? I can't. Oh, just, we'll, we'll feed you. Yes, I definitely. Just show up. Al, why, why is 100 years so important to a lodge like Blazing Star? I mean— I think this, other than an organization as a whole, you know, this is like one particular, if you're a part of any other organization, just mm-hmm. one chapter. Right, right. That is, has a hundred year history here in Milwaukee. And I don't know many organizations that have chapters or, or you know, that have been around for that long. And when, you know, I look back at the history of Blazing Star and I start seeing some of the names of some of the early members of the lodge mm-hmm. and I go online to try to see who they are and what they did. Most of those people were community leaders. They did different things. Some of them owned businesses back in that time frame, and, you know, were very actively involved and to know that, you know, we're keeping that lineage going and we're also actively engaged in the community is important to know you know, that, you know, something like that can last and exist. And, you know, for me, is being a part of a black organization that, right. you know, you can do that with for 100 years is is rare, yeah. you know. Very true. And so, Deontay, what's 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 the future of Blazing Star? I mean, like, where, where does it go from here? You've been uh, around 100 years. I mean, not you, because you look <laughs> like, yeah, all right. But well, you kind of look like you've been around a hundred years. Wow! But <laughs> but but now, what's 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 in store next year? Next next twenty five fifty. Uh, the future of Blazing Star and Freemasonry is is really bright. Uh, we are working to uh, come into the technology age. We mm-hmm. are looking to to grow and and really get engaged as far as community service aspect, as well as. Uh, help to to guide and direct our community mm-hmm. in the, the most positive approach and direction possible. And so you give out scholarships, you give out what what exactly do you do? We like do. I know there's a there's a Michael Butler scholarship you guys give out. That is correct. There's right. a Michael Butler scholarship that give, that's given out to uh seniors uh headed into their first year and uh it helps to take off some of the relief from uh the process of going to college and bettering yourself. And Books and all books, that stuff. And however you however you need to you might, apply. You might, you might get one book. <laughs> <laughs> the way it goes. And so and so, I I know you you visit nursing homes, you have dinners and all that. But in in the end, if I want to be a, a Freemason, I need to know somebody and ask them. That is correct. And then go from there. That is correct. But I can also I can go on YouTube and read about y'all secrets of of. Um, Stealing stuff and right because there's so much folklore that is true, so much garbage that's out there about it that it's it's hard to kind of sift through some of the noise. And so you're saying the best way is to just simply ask someone. That's correct. Okay, uh, find I think, a, a well-informed brother and uh, uh-huh. and inquire. Okay, and be more than happy to talk to you. For me, I think it's you know important, and one of the reasons why we wanted to come here is to be able to invite the community to come out and participate and to be a part of this. Okay, you know, so many times people think what we do is secretive, right? As you you alluded to earlier, 
But this is an opportunity where you can come out and really get to understand the history of our organization, the history of our particular lodge, the things that we've done over the years here in Wisconsin, here in Milwaukee, and to be able to, if you're not even, you know, familiar with anyone that's a Mason, but may potentially be interested, opportunity for you to interact with other Masons and to be able to make some connections that will allow you to, you know, take that step, you know, towards becoming a member if that's so your desire. So, you know, it's really a celebration of just the history and all the things that the individuals that came long before me, mm-hmm. you know, have done that have helped to, you know, sustain and build the black community here in Milwaukee. And so you all have things like uh, Prince Hall Americanism Day and St. John's Day. You know, you like cornerstones and have public things. So so there's a lot for people to see and hear about, you know, being a Freemason and not just the 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 folklore that we hear, but their actual tangible positive things that you all have done for a hundred years. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Interesting. So again, that's Eventbrite and search for Blazing Star Lodge number four. I could buy a ticket. I can show up. I, I can wear, do I have to be dressed a certain way? Or I can wear my, my loud lime suit. Uh, no. We, I, I can't we, wear, I no. can't wear a lime. <laughs> yeah. uh, it is going to be a formal event. So okay. Please come in your best. Uh, so. Oh. I guess that kind of messes me up. I, I was I, I got I bought this lime suit, you know, and I it's can, I can it's see even, you in a lime suit. It's, it's even got a vest, right? It's a three piece lime suit. Like how come y'all ain't gonna let me? Uh, whatever. I guess I'll show. Up. <laughs> I guess I'll show up anyway and conform. But those are some of the things that you all do that that you you help people um, conform to society and be good workers in society and support their community and support other men and women and children to make sure that that it's it's safe and productive. That is correct. Right. Yeah, we we do our best to contribute to uh, the relief and benefit of of those in our society. All right. Anything else to add? All good. Uh, to, to add, just thank you, Dr. Camfer, right. even having us down and having us out. We would love to uh, have the community come out and uh, share with our celebration. All right. Appreciate it. So that's taking place on February 25th, and tickets have to be purchased by the 16th. That is correct. So you've got about eight days to uh, come up with some loot and support and quite possibly join if you're so interested. Well, thanks for having, uh, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you appreciate for having, having you. I'm not going to mention it because I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't, don't want to get. <laughs> Deontay Key, Al Smith, thank you so very much. Blazing Star Lodge number four. Their 100th anniversary, February 25th at the Renaissance Hotel in Wauwatosa. Thank you much. Appreciate you coming. Thank you. All right. Thank you. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Black-owned business, Give Back and Back, is back. I'll get it right. We've 
Again, teamed up with Associated Bank to help local black businesses grow and succeed together. The home of Milwaukee Black Talk will be giving away $6,000 worth of free commercial advertising for three months to five black businesses each quarter of 2024. To sign up for this incredible marketing opportunity, visit blackbusinessgiveback.com. That's blackbusinessgiveback.com. Let's rebuild our community's backbone through exposure on the truth. For official rules, head to blackbusinessgiveback.com. Associated Bank member. F-D-I-C. Talking text line said, is it true once you reach the 33rd degree is when 100% of the truth is then revealed? No. Because I don't know what you mean by 100% of the truth. Truth for what? Kelvin wrote in the talking text line. All right, so let's get moving. Number five. So, well... I thought about it, but I'll just jump in. Special counsel Robert Hur will not recommend criminal charges against President Biden for mishandling classified documents, according to his report after a months-long investigation of the president's alleged improper retention of classified records. Huff has been investigating Biden's improper retention of classified records since last year. Those records included classified documents about military and foreign policy in Afghanistan, among other records related to the national security and foreign policy, which her said implicated sensitive intelligence sources and methods. So here's my issue, right? And I know people are going to scream about it. Oh, you're pro-Trump. No, I'm pro-Constitution. If you're going to go after Trump for having classified documents, then you got to go after Biden for having classified documents. It doesn't matter if you're the president. Or not the president, right? I mean, I'm just saying. Number four. I don't know whether or not I should read this because if I read it, then we're going to start doing it. But thank goodness I'm in the good old United States of America and not Finland. From oh. <laughs> I'm not going to read it. All right. From CNN travel, we all know what it's like to have our luggage. Yep, you, you ever had you ever had a heavy bag in your luggage and, and you and it was over and you had to like move stuff around or throw stuff away or get stuff situated or put it in somebody else's bag so that you can get it and you can always tell cuz you're standing in line to check in with your bags and that person is hunched over and you see stuff flying around, right? It's called the crouch of shame. Right When you're rummaging through your bag and you got to remove something heavy or throw it away or something like that. And you're like two ounces over. Oh, my God, you got to find something. And you got to figure out what am I going to throw away that weighs two ounces so that I can do it. But now some brave airline passengers are consenting to be weighed themselves before boarding an airplane. In a trial by European carrier Finnair at the Helsinki Airport hub, volunteer passengers are being weighed at the departure gate to allow the airline to refine weight estimates for planes before takeoff. And in a nightmare scenario for everyone who's ever tried to nonchalantly sneak an overweight cabin bag on a plane, passengers are being weighed together with the carry-on bag. Luckily for some, carrying a bulging bag, the weigh-ins are not linked to individual bookings or passenger data. Everything's anonymous. And the senior vice president of communications told CNN that 
the only member of staff at the gate sees the wait. So 800 people have already volunteered and taken part and that the airline is positively surprised by the number of volunteers. So if you're not throwing me off the flight or making me do anything, I, I would I would consent to that. But here's the question. Once you get the information, like, what are you going to do with it? Like, if I'm if if I'm too heavy, are you going to say, uh, excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me, Mr. Harris, you, I, I got to do my best, um, Sherwin Hughes. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Harris, you uh, got to be, you're a little overweight there, so we got to boot you off the plane. So here's a candy bar. Have a nice life. Almost sounds like a mix between Sherwin Hughes and Barack Obama. Number three. (laughs) From Fox 6 and Kenosha, Wisconsin, a Racine County deputy is accused of possession of child pornography and child sexual exploitation, among other crimes. 36-year-old Preston Kite, they charged him with possession of child pornography, child sexual exploitation, five counts, lewd and lascivious behavior, exposure, and disorderly conduct. Sheriff's Office said it's aware of the allegations of criminal activity which happened the past weekend and Kite was immediately removed from duty, placed on unpaid administrative leave pending the termination process. Well, my thing is, if wouldn't you at least like wait for him to be found guilty before you like gave him the boot? Like, wouldn't that be something you did? I mean, I'm just asking. Kite made his initial appearance on today, court cash. Woo! Cash bond, $150,000 with conditions he not have any contact with any minors. Uh, duh, I would, I would kind of think that's true. $150,000. Should he post bond, court online records also state he'll be placed on house arrest with GPS monitoring. So, yeah. Hmm. I wonder what he was thinking. Number two. This story came out the other day, and I wanted to wait until we got additional information so that we can figure out exactly what was happening. Uh, This from WISN.com. A Milwaukee grocery store was temporarily closed after routine inspection by the health department this past Tuesday. Robert Schneider, who went to the store, to grab something that he said is disappointing when you trust the grocery store and find out differently. Well, the inspection report obtained by WISN 12 News said health officials observed 23 violations inside Cermak Fresh Market in Walker's Point near Barclay and Scott. Um, well, pretty grossed out. Yeah, not pleased. Among the violations listed, you ready? If you're eating, stop eating. Roaches in the kitchen, under storage racks. Dead mice in the walk-in cooler. And food storage areas. Mouse droppings in places like the deli, the bakery, the produce area, and on food shelves. So... Yeah, that's that. There was another story the other day. There was a there was a store in Milwaukee 
uh, on the north side that had um, outdated food. I mean, some of it was even back to like last November, outdated. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't eat. Um, what's that stuff called? The the clear, creamy stuff. The, the yogurt. Like I've I've never tasted yogurt in my life, believe it or not, <clears throat> ever. But that's one of the things I'm definitely not doing now. Number one. Well, I jumped on this story from CBS 58 and Stephanie Rodriguez. Seven months after two little boys were found running around the neighborhood covered in blood and feces, the person who locked them in their room for years is going to prison. Katie Koch, who spent will spend 10 years behind bars and 10 years of extended supervision for keeping her two sons in a bedroom. This was a prison of garbage and filth that these poor children were made to reside in, Milwaukee County Judge Rebecca Kiefer said. During sentencing, we learned about the condition the children who escaped the home through a window last July were in. The children, seven and nine, were not potty trained, could not read or write, and were nonverbal with limited motor skills. Police body camera video showed inside the house the floors were covered with trash, feces all over the wall, insects and mice were in the room, and boarded up windows that, get this, locked from the outside. So if a fire had broken out, these kids would be dead right now. Ten years in prison. I say she should have did ten years for each boy. And then had another 20 years of supervision. For a total of 40. Absolutely ridiculous. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Tori Lowe will not be coming up next because we have Panther basketball. They are in Ohio to take on the Youngstown State Penguins tonight. Coverage begins at 5. Tip off at 530. God bless. Take care. Thank you, Alex. Appreciate you. Have a great rest of your day.